Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello, my beautiful self-care goddesses. Thank you so much for joining for another exciting episode of the Self-Care Goddess Podcast. And today I am super excited to have an amazing guest, very different from other guests that we've had. So this is going to be a totally different perspective, which is amazing. And for my yogi listeners out there, you are well in for an awesome treat today. So welcome, welcome. Hiteshini Jujasur. Jujasur. Jugeser. Okay. Yes. I should always ask actually before we start to the podcast. I never do. But for short, he too, right? So for short. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Let's meet Hitu. So she is a rare combination of a committed scientist, social activist, teacher of yoga and meditation, and president of Art of Living Canada. Early on in her profession, she chose to abandon comfort and prestige to dedicate herself to humanitarian service with an aim of bringing comfort, solace, and healing to those in need. With her PhD in surgical research, from McGill University and a keen interest in meditation and yoga, she pursued an interest in alternative forms of healing. He too was particularly drawn to the powerful techniques offered by the art of living. She has since become an acclaimed international teacher for the Art of Living Foundation. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for making the time and space to be with me and my listeners today. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm fine. Thanks for having me on the show, Rita. No problem. Thank you. And I think some of our listeners might remember um, the art living, my other art living guest, and that's who actually um, she introduced me to Hitu. So thank you and shout outs to her. Thank you so much. So Hitu, I'm always interested in people's stories and why they do what they do and why they change career trajectory like you have. So tell us a little bit more why you're doing what you're doing. Well, it's the need of the day, need of the time, isn't it? Like uh, I've been doing this now for almost 25 years, teaching yoga, meditation through the foundation. 
And what we see more and more uh, on the planet is stress and uh, people not knowing how to cope uh, effectively. There's a lot of anxiety and trauma as well. So these techniques that, I, that the foundation teaches, that I teach, I'm a facilitator with the foundation, these are exactly to help individuals live better lives, healthier lives, smile more, be happier, be more in harmony with themselves and with their communities and environment. So it's the need of the day. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And obviously you have a beautiful, this big smile. So you're enjoying what you're doing as well. It's really gratifying what you, what yes. you do at the end of the day as well. Yeah. I mean, you see the difference when somebody walks into your workshop and when they leave three days later, you know, how it has touched them, you know, in a very beautiful manner and, uh, trans brought in some sort of inner transformation or realization uh, or reflection uh, and then given them tools to handle themselves better, handle their mind, handle their emotions in a better way. Mm -hmm. And just from your opinion, why do you think we've sort of lost this? Because I mean, maybe perhaps it's true. We have a lot more stress than our ancestors. I don't know. I'm not even sure if that that's true or accurate, right? But why have we lost this um, almost resilience to deal with stress, in your opinion? Well, there's just so much coming at us from different places. You know, the environment is, is also very stressful now, uh, especially in mm -hmm. these last two, two years, what we've seen with, with the uh, pandemic. Um, People are looking for ways to cope, to handle themselves better, but don't know where to look. Mm -hmm. right? And um, this is what we do. This is where we are at. Unfortunately, right now, mental health has become an issue currently. Mm -hmm. It's uh, epidemic proportions and it leads to other issues in the society. Um, we're living much more complex lives mm -hmm. compared to our ancestors. You know, there's a lot more demand on us. There's more information available to us that we need to know how to manage and how to navigate through. Um, and all these are stressors. Mm -hmm. you know, even the, the food that we consume today uh, is processed it's uh, adulterated it's contaminated you know there's so many though there is more and more awareness now about going back um, you know to simpler living and uh, living healthily living more whole wholesome lives with our family family structures have changed this also creates stresses um, Whereas in the past, through our in the in the times of our ancestors, my grandparents, great grandparents, the family structure was it was one unit where everybody was available, uh, looking out for each other, taking care. Now with nuclear families, there's more burden on the nuclear family uh, to work, to make ends meet, to navigate life, uh, look after families, look after children. Um, so yeah, all these are stressors. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true that we don't really have the tools or maybe are not even taught the tools. On uh, this is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neither at school yeah. nor at home are we yeah. ever taught how to handle our mind and emotions. Yes, correct. Or at work, for that matter, too. Now it's becoming a lot more prevalent to have a workplace wellness program. But 10 years ago, probably not, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there is more awareness now. Mm -hmm. And there's more openness also, I would say, to yoga, meditation, and Mm -hmm. these traditional forms of Mm -hmm. self-care that are rooted in, in something much bigger where you are connected within and connected to the community and to the universe at large, you know. Mm-hmm. And that connection, this is what you were asking earlier, that connection is right now broken. Mm-hmm. Connecting with yourself and then connecting with your uh, with others, connecting with nature, connecting with the universe. When that connection is not there, then life becomes much more difficult to, becomes very stressful. Mm-hmm. I love that. And again, in your opinion, what what caused that connection to dissolve or just technology? Would you say technology? Would you say just different aspects of life that are changing? It's interesting. Different, different aspects of life that have changed, but more and more so we have lost touch with ourselves, mm-hmm. who we really are. You know, what are we, we've, we've, we're so caught up in the mundane, in the day-to-day survival, that we 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 don't pause to reflect. You know, who am I? Yeah. What is this spirit in me about? What am I really looking for? What is life about? You know, seeing things from a broader perspective, from a bigger perspective. Time to time, we need to pause and look mm-hmm. there, because otherwise, our our uh, way of living our attitude becomes very um, narrow very limited in its perceptual ability in its understanding of how things are you know and uh, with stress compounding in there mm-hmm. it becomes all the more challenging yeah. and it's directly related yeah. to our happiness isn't it very much so yeah exactly and it's interesting because it seems as if we're going the opposite way we're caring too much about what other people are doing what other people are saying and what what they're wearing through obviously social media making it so accessible and the reality is that people whatever they post on social media i don't know there's a statistic out there i believe that 90 percent of it is is fake right? In terms of, you know, how they're feeling and what they're doing, and they only post the happy moments. So it kind of really gives people that um, misperception of of reality too, right? Well, social media is just one small, one aspect of it. But really, you know, uh, I would say more like this, living in a more spiritual manner. And when I talk about spiritual, I mean, finding ways that uplift your spirit mm-hmm. and allow you to be more connected within. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what's missing right now. And, uh, you know, yoga, meditation, these practices bring that reintegration in one's um, behavior towards others. One, it consolidates one as an individual. 
you know, it brings emotional integration, spiritual elevation, your attitude, your behaviors towards others becomes more harmonious. You are more balanced from within. Mm-hmm. Right? You're more equanimous from within, more centered from within. Then that reflects in the way you conduct yourself in society with people around you. So everything starts with you. It does. If you're, yeah. if you're happy, if you're connected within, if you're balanced, if you're harmonious, if you're um, enthusiastic, radiating energy, then that's what you bring around you. Mm-hmm. If Maybe. you're stressed, if your mind is cluttered by desires and anger and and uh, aversions to, to things or whatever, bitterness, then that is what reflects in the way you, you live your life. So how would you recommend someone to embark, start beginning this, this journey? I know it has to, a lot to do with self-awareness. So they need to be self-aware of where they are right now and where they would like to be. And I find that a lot of people need to go through some sort of either emotional um, situation or trauma or something in their life, or maybe a loss of a loved one. It just that dramatic or traumatic event has to sort of happen to get that wake up call. And I know that's why a lot of people, a lot of healers as well, or get into the profession are like ex addicts, or, you know, I've had a really awesome guest on the, on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand there's that way of, of coming into this amazing new world. And then there's um, even me, I had digestive issues and that led me to a functional medicine doctor that led me to discover different ways of, um, of assessing like the root cause of something. And then they led me to yoga and then meditation and breath work. And that, and then it's like, okay, whew, I really want to do this forever because it feels so good. Right. And it starts really with, with that sort of traumatic event. Does it, there, does there have to be one or? No, no, not necessarily. I mean, yes, for some people, that's how they come into a, a spiritual way of living mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't need to be like that you don't need to go down the mm-hmm. you know, the path of sorrow and misery and that is that is the definition of yoga you know in the ancient scriptures if you look at what one of the definition of yoga um, in sanskrit heyam dukkham anagatam yoga is you know before the the sorrow even arises you know yoga is the way to live your life to prevent the sorrow from arising before it does right so the moment there is something in you that wakes up and says oh there's much more to life than just what i see through my eyes what i perceive through my senses you know there's something much bigger out there something much more beautiful much more um uh, mystical and you know, yoga has a mystical element to it what is that it's just difficult to explain but it is recognized and that there's something more there then you start taking the steps in the right direction to to explore that and yeah yeah that's beautiful so there there always has to be this sort of tipping point 
where you kind of don't want to live, continue living the life you're living and you want to live a high, what I like to say, a high, higher vibrating because you can always live higher vibrating lives. So there, there still needs to be that tipping point. So awareness, I would call awareness. it awareness. Yes. Awareness yes. has to be there, yeah. That there's more than just... That there's more. Than beyond the, the five senses, right? Yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Much more than the mundane. And, and, you know, if you are really... You know, as a scientist, I can I can say this. If you're a keen scientist, if you're very um, devoted to what you do in you know in your scientific career, it can be there. That scientific temperament can also bring that because even in science, the more you you research, the more you uh, understand, more gets revealed to you of what you don't understand, right? It's just like moving the wall further and further away. You come a little closer and then you realize, oh, there's so much more that I don't know. Then you explore a little bit further, you go further, and you realize even more that there's something that I don't know. So that brings that element of wow, you know. And as babies, we were like that. You know, babies are yogis by nature. I love that. Because because <laughs> there's that element of wow in everything. You know, your first step, you know, you watch a baby putting, taking their first steps and, you know, touching something for the first time, the sensation it creates, playing with food for the first time, you know. It's amazing, you know, they're amazed mm -hmm. by, by their senses. They're amazed by what they discover, what they explore moment to moment. That sense of right? curiosity, right? It's yeah. much more than curiosity. It's an amazement, a sense mm -hmm. of wonderment. Mm -hmm. right? Curiosity is very limited in its purview. But this is a, something that comes from deep within, a sense of wonderment. Mm -hmm. And that is a preface to yoga. When you have that, oh, wow. You see a beautiful something beautiful, and there's that something that's elevated in you, you know that sense of ah, oh, this is amazing, yeah. So that then yoga begins. Then your journey of yoga begins when that mm -hmm. is there. It's so true. Oh, you said so many amazing things. First of all, I have this vision of a baby now doing the happy baby pose that, you know, a lot of us can't do, but we used to be able to do super flexible. So they're, they're true yogis for sure. Um, but also my own yoga journey too. And it's just, there's always something more, even if I, I think I've mastered a pose. No, because there's a different version of it or there's a next level version of it. So it becomes not only, uh, not only about the postures, but then how do we take what we learn on the mat off the mat? And so oftentimes I find myself and even people that know me, what did you do with Rita? And why isn't she reacting like she used to? Well, it's because, you know, I've learned to control my breath and be in the moment when I'm in yoga. And then I'm, I'm able to take that off the mat too. So it's been such an amazing journey. And I just, I, I don't see myself ever stopping and continuing for the rest of my life because every day is, is another, is another like discovery. Said, yeah. yeah another, another discovery. discovery, another, okay, let's push this wall a little bit further. Oh, there's a lot more. Right. So it's that sort of unconscious uh, incompetence, right. Uh, not knowing what you don't know and then knowing it and then moving, moving further too. So it's been an amazing journey for me. 
And I highly recommend you just our listeners, if you're not trying any, um, any yoga, actually, let's uh, hit to which yoga, if our listeners are new, brand new to yoga, which one do you recommend for them to try? Well, I come from, I teach the, from the tradition, uh, the school of Sri Sri Yoga comes from the founder, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. And um, it's a rooted in traditional, it's very accessible. But one thing before we even go there, Rita, you know, yeah, I'd like sure. to clarify that postures are a very, very, very minute mm -hmm. part of yoga. Yes. Right. What you do on a mat is a minuscule understanding of what yoga really is. Yoga is the science of life. Yoga is that um, journey or that path that takes you towards yourself, allows you to transcend the mind, allows you to be connected. So what you do on the mat is a very small component of that. Mm -hmm. There's much more to yoga. There's a lot of, you know, there's the knowledge, there's the meditation, there's pranayamas or the breath control, breath work. Um, so we should, we should pay attention to that mm -hmm. rather than getting lost. Otherwise, it just becomes like a physical exercise. And right. that's not what yoga is. It's a spiritual practice. Correct. So what, what, um, I teach is Sri Sri Yoga and um, you know it comes under the eight limbs of yoga um, that uh, Maharishi Patanjali who was the propounder of yoga um, he, he described the eight limbs of yoga and Sri Sri Yoga encompasses all those eight limbs which of which one of the limbs is the postures the asanas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So also has social ethics, personal ethics, um, meditation, withdrawing the senses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So for our beginners, our listeners that are still on the fence about trying yoga, what would you recommend? Which uh, which type? Because then they can actually look up some studios that are offering this type. As I would say, Shri Shri Yoga, because that's what I teach. That's what I know best, right? Okay, but that's only from the art of living, right? They can go that's and from the art of okay. living. and is that similar yeah. to let's say a Hatha yeah. Yoga? Would that Hatha Hatha Yoga is is a path of yoga? Shri Shri Yoga contains Hatha Yoga. Hatha Yoga. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's what I was familiar yeah. with. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And in terms of toxins, so as you know, um, toxins actually can cause stress on the body. It, it's we are living in the most unprecedented times when times, it comes yeah. to environmental toxins. Like you said, food, um, the toxins in our food. And I like how you said, I actually have this acronym, which is CRAP, cut the crap. So cut the chemicalized, the refined, the artificial and the processed foods, processed. right? With which have tremendous amounts of chemicals. There's chemicals in our cosmetics and our personal care products, as well as our home cleaning products. So they're just everywhere. And it's, it is overwhelming in terms of how am I going to get healthy if these toxins I'm surrounded by them all the time so I always recommend to start slow and perhaps start with something that you are using a lot of because there's that bioaccumulation of those toxins on a daily mm -hmm. basis so in terms of your opinion what are the top toxins that we're exposed to 
um, on an everyday basis and where, where are they? I mean, our food, yeah. <laughs> like you rightly said, mm -hmm. um, environment through products that we use. Yeah. Um, but other than that, our own mind, mm. the negative thoughts, they create a lot of negativity, toxins mm -hmm. and impurities in the system, negative emotions as well. When we, that's the part that we neglect. We tend not to give importance to that. We, we, we give importance to physical hygiene, dental hygiene, but when it comes to mental hygiene, we, we ignore it. So mental hygiene is very important because mm -hmm. we do accumulate impurities in the mind um, and then it, into the cellular level you yes. know, through all of that. I love that. You know, I, I never mentioned that. I say I talk about self-talk and positive self-talk and the majority of our thoughts are negative. That's what the research shows just because we're always the body, the brain wants to protect us and it wants to be in sort of this protective mode. So it's always looking out for, for danger to protect us. And so most of the times it's always kind of um, almost looking at the, what can go wrong to protect us, right? And we've adopted this sort of mindset. So I love that. Thank you for sharing because I'm going to start talking about that too. So when your opinion, why is it through our upbringing? Is it through the socialization? So aspect? again, again, it's the stresses, right? The stress, yeah. we don't know how to handle. How do we dissolve in negative emotions? We don't know. Yeah. We've never learned anywhere, never right? Yeah. So this is what Art of Living does. We teach these particular breathing techniques. One in particular in our foundation program is called the, the Sky Breath or the Sudarshan Kriya. Mm -hmm. That's the one I did, the yeah, with Jennifer, yes. Yeah. yeah, that uses the rhythms of the breath to cleanse these negative emotions, mm -hmm. to remove these impressions from the mind, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can, the cell can be rejuvenated, the nervous system settles down it becomes more relaxed and then everything starts to fall in place from there mm. right so this is an aspect that we must not ignore yes you know okay you can be eating all the healthy food and all the doing all the right things for your body but unless you're you know as Sri Sri says um, a week body can carry us can if a, if a, if somebody's mind is strong they can carry a weak body but if the mind is weak doesn't matter how strong the body is it's not going to be able to carry that, that so is your so mind true. needs to be very very strong resilient that's what we call resilience mm -hmm. uh, now right so how do we build resilience how do we build that ability not to allow the outer stresses or toxins or impurities mm -hmm. penetrating us that that requires skill and that skill yoga brings yoga in the broad sense again i i do not use yoga in the sense of just postures yoga in the broad sense this the whole school of yoga and through meditation through breath through all of these aspects we are able to live more harmoniously from within more healthy, more peaceful. Yoga brings peace. Mm -hmm. That's that is the that is what it does. You know it, it and that what, at the end of the day, what are we all looking for? As human beings, we want to be peaceful. We want mm -hmm. to be happy. 
Mm-hmm. Peace and harmony, right? Peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how successful you are, how much money you have, how famous you are, but underlying all that, if there's no peace of mind, there's no serenity in you, there's no joy, there's no sense of contentment, then none of that is worth anything. And can we can we touch upon this this term of contentment? Yeah. Because I'm from a school that, hey, and I used to be, and now I understand it a little bit more, but I'd love our listeners and I'd love your perspective on it too, that I would always have this pressure to feel positive and I need to be positive and I need to stay positive and it, it needs to always be sort of this positive outlook. And then when I did my teacher tra- um, yoga training in India, came across, you know, studied the yoga philosophy and we, we were talking about contentment. And I often ask the question that it, just define contentment for us. And then I can ask my, my, my question that I ac- actually asked in my yoga teacher training as well. But what is contentment within the, the spectrum of yoga and yoga philosophy? What does that mean exactly? Being totally at peace with the present moment. Mm-hmm. Right? But not wanting more, not being, mind is not craving for more and more and more. You're happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. Right? And you find joy in that. Mm-hmm. You're at peace with whatever you have or not have, mm-hmm. that is also contentment. That is a skill that yoga brings. Because often you look at what you don't have and the mind goes there. And then the grumbling and the desires and then the wanting more and the craving more all starts, you're on that roller coaster. Yes. So being content with what you have and what you don't have. So how do you balance that with motivation, right? Or inspiration to wanting more? than what you have. It's nothing to do with that. It's a state of being. When you look mm. at a baby, babies are content. Yeah. They're not <laughs> they sitting there They just want to be fed and yeah, held. And they, you give them their food and, and yeah. their bottle and that's it. They're content. They're not judging. They're not planning. They're not, you know, it's a state of fullness from within. And that only spirituality can bring. Mm-hmm. So it's almost- you're full. When you're full, you're not looking for anything outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if like our current society has almost encourages us to move away from that because they're kind of like, no, you need to be better. You need to be doing more revenue wise and setting but you up. Can be, you can be doing all that, mm-hmm. but being contented from a space of contentment. It doesn't mean being complacent or lazy Mm. or not having ambitions or aspiring to anything. That's not what we're talking about. Don't misunderstand this. Mm -hmm. Being content means there's a sense of fullness. You're connected from within. Mm. There's joy from within. There's happiness from within. It's nothing to do with what you have and don't have. And when you behave or you act from that space of fullness, then you can do whatever you want, you know, in a better way. Mm-hmm. You can plan, you can do big projects, you can, you know, make more money. You, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person, you can have all those, those ambitions. But where, which space are you coming from? Mm-hmm. From a space of lack or from a space of fullness? And also understanding that doesn't matter how 
much you have on the material um, side, you know, from mm -hmm. the, in the material world, that doesn't necessarily bring contentment. Yeah. You, uh, if that was the case, then all the mil millionaires and billionaires and Hollywood stars, they would be contented people. Yeah. Right. And the other end, people who have, you can see people in, with who live on very little, you know, very basic. Right things in their lives who are very contented and happy, right? With so contentment has, yeah, it has nothing to do with what you have. It is a state of fullness where you're fully integrated from within. And how can we exercise that, that mindset? Spiritual practice, yoga, mm -hmm. meditation, all these things bring you to that space where you are, place where you are, come back to your source mm -hmm. and is we that moved away it's... from our source that's yes. what we, if you okay. were asking me earlier what has happened yes. i would say we have moved away from our source we've moved away from our nature we were not like this babies are not like that yes yes right so true so coming back coming back to your true nature is yoga being in that state where you're simple, innocent, full, joyful, enthusiastic, and radiating that without hooking on to something outside of you. That is yoga. Mm -hmm. You're just happy. That's it. It's so beautiful. It seems like such a simple concept, doesn't it? And it's not a concept. It's the, it's, <laughs> it's the, it's the reality of life. It's, it's, yes, yeah. So, look at babies. Babies teach you all this. Mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. they can be the perfect examples. When you look at a baby, they smile. You know, babies smile 400 times a day. Mm -hmm. For no reason, they'll smile. Yeah. And you look at teenagers 16, 17 times a day. And then you look at adults, don't smile. Really? Okay. I didn't know the statistic. Interesting. Yeah. I like to play a little game with myself and just smile at people when I'm walking. <laughs> and, you know, because of the mirror uh, neurons, they need to smile back. And it's just interesting to see how many people actually smile back and how, and then you can kind of see a forced smile coming through to, be, to uh, through their pierced lips. So I, I, I like to play that game when, uh, when I go for walks, which is quite interesting. Um, I, I love these, um, what you're saying, Hitu, it's just, it's just so, because I'm, I'm experiencing it. So I, it really hits home for me in terms of how yoga in its full um, capacity has really changed my life. And what you're saying is amazing. So do you think that through breath work, like what is, is, is there something obviously breath work and, and the yoga and everything else that it actually encompasses. There's something neurochemically happening as well. Also, yes, biochemically, neurochemically, yeah. um, you know, even at the level of your endocrine system. Actually, yoga, mm -hmm. the practice of yoga, mm -hmm. now we, we come to the postures, the breath work, um, and the, the meditation. It affects all the systems you know, from the physiology, you know, the circulation, your cardiovascular system, your excretory system, your endocrine system, your nervous system, your lymphatic system, uh, what have you, all of those aspects are um, uh, taken care of. 
mm-hmm. through the practice of yoga. So it is not just, uh, you know, physical exercise that you're doing. You know, muscular system is also affected. Mm-hmm. Um, neuromuscular, all of those things. So it has many benefits for health. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, um, things happening at more subtle levels as well in your consciousness, in the way you uh, perceive things, observe things, and then express yourself as well. Mm-hmm. It's so true because everything is connected, right? We're like a whole system. Whole we system. have these subsystems, but together they make up the body. So you optimize one or you touch on one, which most people understand yoga as, you know, touching the muscular system perhaps, right? But that affects the other systems as well. And that's that's beautifully said. So how can yoga, because obviously when we talk about toxins, we need to talk about, okay, how can we detox these toxins? So how can yoga help detox some of It does it. Like I said, it affects all of the, your immune system is also taken mm-hmm. care of, lymphatic system. So it detoxes naturally when you do the, the practices. All of these components come together. Toxins are flushed out. And also through the breath, you know, through the breath, yeah. Up to 80 to 90% of impurities from the system can be evacuated, but we don't use our breath optimally. Most of us, we breathe very superficially, very shallow breathing. 30% of our lung capacity is used. So more we train and learn these practices that optimize our lung capacity, we are consequently you're able to evacuate more, eliminate more toxins and bring in more energy, right? Life Mm -hmm. force energy, Mm -hmm. oxygenate the cells as well. So all of these things happen simultaneously. Yes, which is so amazing. Mm -hmm. All on doing, you know, one, focusing on one thing, right? So in your opinion, because you've been doing yoga for a while now and practicing it, what is the most mystical experience that you had? (laughs) Well, (laughs) Uh, I think every time you sit for meditation, it's a mystical experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard to describe what is a mystical experience because then it won't be mystical any, anymore. <laughs> uh, and what's mystical to me may not be mystical to somebody else. Uh, but I would say, I think just when I first did the Sudarshan Kriya, the very, very first time and what it did to me physiologically, physically, and then how I felt after Mm -hmm. that state of expansion and uh, freedom from inner freedom. Uh, That would be one experience, but there have been so many over the years. I'm sure. And you'll have many more. (laughs) Definitely. So Hita, what is the best advice that you've been given? Uh, that was given to me by Sri Sri. Okay. He said one time, my, my mind was really, really disturbed. And uh, and he he talked to me for a while. And then he says, in Hindi, he said, if I translate it, he said, be established in yourself. Be established in yourself. What do you think he I, meant by that? Being contented, being mm. being connected, yeah. being contented from within. Mm-hmm. You know? Not looking for contentment outside. 
Because this is what we do, isn't it? We think some person, some situation, some object, some event will bring me happiness. And that is just an illusion. It doesn't happen like that. It may happen for a fraction of a minute, for a few hours, for a few days, but it doesn't last. For happiness, joy that is unconditional, that is, um, doesn't get distorted, you know, even love can ferment yeah. and become hatred. Mm-hmm. Right? You can love somebody very much and then after a while that turns into something else. But to be in that space of um, undying uh, comfort, joy, happiness, you need to go within and you need to establish within yourself. And that is yoga. Yes, <laughs> beautifully said. So what are your top three self-care actions that are non-negotiable for you and needs to happen for you? Every to, day? Yeah. I do, every- my, I, I do my Sudarshan Kriya every day. I meditate every day and I do asanas every day. Very That's nice. Non- non-negotiable. That's amazing. Yes. How long do you meditate for? Well, I have a different uh, practice in the morning takes about couple of an hour and a half to two hours and then I meditate in the evening for 20 minutes as well mm-hmm. yeah. and that reminds me he too I usually do a heart coherence and I can't believe I, I didn't start with a heart coherence from the heart math institute which is to literally just breathe and calm our nervous system down I'm not sure if you're familiar with them and it's I totally forgot see <laughs> So if um, if you want, we can do it right at the end, just to sort of end the session. But I do have uh, I do have another question. In terms of if we were to to close, which we are, what would you any last words for our listeners in terms of the topic for today, which was um, beautiful? Actually, we talked about a lot of things, uh, but how would you sort of wrap it up um, in terms of our for our listeners in terms of what we talked about today? Or is there anything else that you would want to say that you haven't? I would say I would say you are the source. Mm-hmm. You know, in a nutshell, you are the source of everything you're looking for. Right? So going inward is the key. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. Thank you. So yes, I think before we we end it off, I say why don't we start? Um, why don't we do a heart coherence? techniques if you want our listeners as well i invite you to do this as well it's a beautiful way to just pause for the day uh, wherever you are unless you're driving i don't recommend that you close your eyes of course always safety first so if you are not driving and you would like to close your eyes or lower your gaze you can do that now i invite you to do that now take a deep inhale And use your diaphragm for breathing and exhale slowly. And then inhale one more time in through the nose. And out through the nose. And as we continue this breathing, I invite you to focus your attention in the area of the heart. And as you continue this heart-focused breathing, 
I invite you to visualize something or someone that you're super grateful for. Appreciate that you have them in your life. Perhaps send them your love right now. And feel that sense of gratitude in your body. How does it feel? Inhale one last time in through the nose and let it go. Thank you for participating in that. So yeah, usually we do this in the beginning just to get um, the mood, but I, I have a feeling that even at the end, it's just as effective to be a lot more receptive to what we just talked about and to go from within. So thank you for such an amazing conversation. I know we're going to definitely have you back to do some uh, series on yoga. We've talked about that. So I'm looking forward to that. So our listeners stay tuned to more inspirational talks with you too. And before we go, where can people find you if they want to reach you and perhaps um, take your courses? Where can they find you? And I'll also add this to the show notes so the art of living website would be the easiest art of living.ca for canada yeah amazing so you have online oh sorry so you also have online classes right 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 now all the classes are online when do you anticipate to open up uh the in-person don't know. Okay. We'll wait. Uh, we have to wait and see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's all online, which is good because yeah. then you can reach yeah. more people and they can reach you. So oh, yes. people love it because it's it's so convenient for them. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Especially because then you get to breathe or do whatever um, the actual classes in your own home and at your own time too, right? And safe. Yeah. Yes. True. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate Thanks, you taking Rita. the time and the space to be with me and, and my listeners. I, I really enjoy this conversation. It really hit home for me and I can't wait to have you back. Thanks, Rita. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode. I would also like to thank our sponsors, St. Lucian Seamoss. Check them out and get some awesome Seamoss at www.stlucianseamoss.co. If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out SavoyaSelfCare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at SavoyaSelfCare.com. We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.